redo. So I have a question. Where did where did Sopranos ever find this music? I love this song, and I, where did they find it? Does anybody know? Maybe somebody wrote it for the show. That happens. That does happen. It's all true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast, or the Tom Bernard show, or whatever the hell it's called. I forgot. i got to figure that out. With Hackmaster Ralph W. Basher, MD. Co-host. Phil and Catherine <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead, Catherine. Catherine, let's do this again. We'll do Hi. Ralph and then Kath. We'll do AJ and I will go last. Packmaster okay. Ralph Toby Basham. Oh, <laughs> Catherine oh, Brandt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Andy Brandt Bernard. Phil and AJ Fredrickson. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, Tom Bernard on the Tom Bernard Show with the, just all the rest of it. And Alex will be in in her own good time. Oh, she's already two minutes late, so what the hell. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. No, we were just talking about uh, different things and how how the world's working right now and how oh, dear. there are all these battles going on and everybody's lying to one another. And I, I just sit back and I go, hey, enjoy your life, man. Really, you want to be pissed off all the time, I guess that's on you, but calm down. Bitter and anger. Bitterness and anger. Yeah. You know, run the world, run social media. It's just, it's just awful. It just is awful. awful. Makes you, that's, that's why I try to stay away from it because it's just so depressing. Wasn't well, it true that 65 to 7% of the people in the world are morons? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help. 
AJ, is that not true? It sounds right. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> certainly sounds right. It it is like, go- in AJ's <laughs> life experience. <laughs> it's all 25 years, baby. That's all we have to say. What do you think this story could possibly be about? There's a picture of a man with a scowl on his face, and the headline is, it's a grotesque mockery of what it is to be human. What the hell could that story be about? <laughs> uh, you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, that's a pretty rough headline. I know, that, that, but that's a good line. I want to keep that. It is a great line. line. Is there, You're uh, a grotesque mockery of human decency. What, honey? I was just going to say, um, uh, you know, I've got a new electric stove being delivered because we're banning gas stoves. So, oh, we're banning gas stoves now. You're all out. You're done. Yep. Apparently, it's causing all of the problems with asthma. Asthma in children. All, all of it? The, the gas all stoves are? Yep. Um, yeah, I could prove sitting here, I wouldn't even have to get up to prove that that's bullshit. Well, the Biden administration, I guess, is actually working on mandating them to be gone. Yeah, that's what I hear. Oh, Whatever. I just, yeah, what, you know, what, I've always turned on the vent. When you turn on the gas stove. You want to do that, yes. And also, you know, when you're cooking, you're going to have smoke and things, which does... It does affect your indoor air quality. So you turn on the vent, you vent it out, problem solved. I mean, electric stoves, you're still going to have smoke and grease splatter and yeah. cooking things. You are, yeah. Um, and when, when your gas stove is actually lit, there's no gas fumes escaping the flames. No, no there are not. It's for maybe the nanosecond that it takes for it to ignite. So, most of that gas is is consumed in the yeah, initial flame. Absolutely. So I'm not I'm not understanding where this is all this hysteria about uh, gas stoves is coming from. And also, wouldn't we have unbelievable amounts of data from all the millions of people around the world that have right. worked in professional right. kitchens and gas stoves are the standard, the industry standard everywhere. They're the best mm-hmm. thing to cook on. Um, wouldn't all these People that worked in kitchens all have lung disease if it was that crucial? You would think. There you go. Maybe it's what's causing their drug problems. You think? Maybe we should uh, change the codes to make sure sure that our venting system in our home is more efficient. Well, yeah, that's the real thing. I 100% agree with that. And I really have a hard time understanding why condos are still allowed to put in the circulatory um, vent systems rather than vent venting it outside that's oh, the, the, the filters yeah because uh, yeah and a lot of a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of homes still have that just the little charcoal filter and that doesn't do anything you can take that charcoal filter out of that that, that vent you take it out after about three or four months put it in a pan you make soup there you go <laughs> right right there you got, <laughs> you got you, you try world to hunger stuff solved in, there's enough stuff in that. You know, you don't clean those things. I mean, what a, oh, what a nasty thing. You take that thing down, it's all brown and greasy and sticky. Oh, my, uh, my, one of my nieces was, is married to a guy that that was his job while he was going to school, was going in and cleaning out professional kitchens' uh, venting systems. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to use all of this huge, you know, these steam Equipment. And, oh, yeah. There's I stuff mean, that's caked on. It's burned on there. It's unbelievable how much crap comes out of those things. So, I mean, yeah, vents work. I mean, and clearly, if you have a vent, you should be turning it on when you cook. 
Knowing what I know from the, the, the uh, raising the Kentucky Fried Chicken in Wyzetta, where they opened the sewer and you could smell it in the street, uh. <laughs> the Kentucky Fried Chicken, you would think that they, you would think that they would well. go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and look at the past uh, employment history and the past health records of people who worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken, because of all places. Man, that deep fryer runs 24-7 there, I think. I worked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken when I was in high school for about four months. And I'm telling you, there's not enough vinegar in the world to cut the grease on the floor, the walls, (laughs) everything. Talking about sewer grease, uh, have you ever heard of gutter oil? What? Gutter oil. Gutter oil. It's a practice that they uh, do in some rural Chinese villages. No, I don't know It's illegal. They're not supposed to do it. But yeah, it's gutter oil. So what they do is they'll they'll go down into the sewers with a nice little like a bucket or something, and then they'll skim the cooking oil off the top of the sewage. They do not do this. (laughs) And then they will cook with it. No, they do not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm never going to China and eating anything. I would never (laughs) eat anything from a small Chinese village, no. Oh, There's no standards. The oh. food's going to be half of it's going to be rancid. I'm well, like a bigger city, sure, oh, that's fine. I'm but feeling very ill. There's a reason yeah. there's so much starvation in China still, and that's because they don't have good food. Don't be a sissy. You heat that oil up to 450. Everything is deep. Well, I mean that is the ultimate recycling. I got to hand them that. See, look at them. Look at them. But praise them for the good that they're doing. Yeah. You know what I like about this conversation. And I try to tell people this all the time, that we are not all the same. Everything, oh, it's all about, well, AJ and I were talking a little about skin color and how this, that, and the other thing. And people use uh, to promote things. They use it against you. They do all this different stuff. I did not grow up like most people. And that's just a fact. And yet another story popped into my head when you guys were talking, how different my life was from most people. Because we had a couple of neighbors, not just one where you'd go over and you would visit their son that was in the same school as you, same grade as you or whatever. And every night at around 7, 7.30, mom would go over the stove, blow out the pilot light and hold the baby over the pilot light uh, and let it breathe the gas in to put it to sleep. That is a fact. Now, let's talk about brain function when you get to be about 12 years old, shall we? I will, I've seen that so many times, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen a baby fall asleep to the gas stove pilot light that was fall blown as, out. That's not falling asleep. That's passing well, out. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's being poisoned. That, that is true. That, wow. That's being gassed. Yeah, that's you know? gassing we your have child. A, we, have a, we have a very poor past experience with that socially and culturally, yeah. so let's yeah. not think about that. Nobody, nobody that. said a word. Nobody, they thought it was everybody, that's what everybody did. My mother never did it, thank God, but. Or did she? You know. Oh, yeah, let me take a couple of my brothers. Not me, of course, but my brothers. That you remember. That, yeah, that I can remember well, anyway. But I, I remember my mom saying that uh, I remember Andy was having a hard time sleeping because he was teething or whatever. And Uh-oh. she's like, give him a little whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm not doing that, Mom. <laughs> well, no. Alcohol consumption in the Middle Ages did start at about age five. Yeah, they would did. drink yeah. ale and things. So, well, that's you know, because maybe, it was that's because it uh, didn't have bacteria in it. Yeah, well, it also was, it was clean. It tasted good. Clean well, water. That's why that's why pirates drink rum. They put rum in their water to kill the bacteria. Yep. There mm-hmm. you go. See. Well, that's all I have to say. And I yes. here I am sitting around having a diet Pepsi. That's all I know. It's another brand of poison, but that's okay. It's not a brand. It's not poison. How is it poison? It's not good for you. 
Is anything good for me? Uh, yes, vegetables, exercise, clean Putting air, my meditation. Face over the pile of light at the house. <laughs> kinds of things are good. <laughs> if this case keeps going, you're putting your head yeah, in, put, in the put oven. Put my head in the oven. Oh. <laughs> <There you're laughs> really you know, and Tom, you are a saint. You're wow. a saint for living this. I, I mean, Tom, <laughs> so you're saying, saying you're saying, you're saying yeah. either diet Pepsi or head in the oven. Those are the two. Those are the two that I like. Okay, those are the choices that I like. We got a little balance. Not extreme. Not extreme at all. No, no, not at all. We have Tim on the line. Nice. Timmy, how are you? Get your head out of the oven. Well, you said pirate, maybe. Well, I don't think your your mic is working. extremely again. low, like extremely. Uh, you know, I, I just ordered a new headset. Yeah, I think you're going to need one. Ago. About a minute ago, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll yell. I can't do anything. Yeah, you can't do anything. Am I, you know, should I call in? Maybe, yeah. It's pretty much inaudible. This is the same one I used last week. It's funny that you can hear me. Well, you're also week. echoing. It sounds like you're not actually talking into the thing that you think you are. Well, yeah, yeah, this is screwed. Let me call you back. Okay. I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Timmy's always got a problem with his microphone. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but what the hell? It'll all work out in the end. But speaking of entertainment, uh, are we still lamenting the uh, loss of the Vikings? No, because I'm used to it after 62 yeah, years. Yeah, we all saw it coming. <laughs> we all saw think. it coming. I have been a fan. Well, again, I didn't watch him the first five years because my brother introduced me to the deal when he got back from Vietnam to professional football. So I was about... I guess the Vikings were about five years in. It was about 1960, 66, something like that, when I first watched the Vikings with my brother, Terry. And uh, I've been through, so I've been through about, what, 55 seasons, something like that, 57 seasons, and they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. So, you know, uh, other than that... Now, the, the interesting thing is that, it, is it a cultural thing here? I mean, we've talked about this before, where you... As a, as a culture, you know, if you're in New York, you demand a winner. If you're yes, in Philadelphia, right. you demand I mean, in, you Boston. need to place in Boston, you demand a winner. Yep. Here, is, is it the culture? Because this has continued to go on through multiple coaching staff. Passive aggressive. Through yeah. just a bizarre, but wh why would it in, infiltrate someone who comes from someplace else to coach the team? I, or maybe is it in the team members to get this sort of passive-aggressive stuff? They all come from different places, too. I don't know what the hell the cause of this is. You would think they could luck their way into one Super Bowl <laughs> <Yeah>. after 65 <laughs> years. I mean, Jesus. It's every year you see it. Oh, my God, they've won 13 games, and Jesus, oh, pal. Yeah, so what? Win in the playoffs. Win the Super Bowl. That'd be good. Yep. Like I said, Stan Maslack used to have a big painting on one of his bar walls, Grant's Tomb. It was four tombstones, and every one of them designated a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, you know, I I don't know. It's it's tough to be a sports fan in the state of Minnesota because even the college teams suck here. Yeah, but the hockey team hasn't done well recently. No, the, hockey hockey uh, college, no. Was it St. Thomas? They did well, I think. They're in their second year now for Division One, and they're – all right, like yeah, it's been an adjustment, right. but Bob's boys over at uh, Mariucci, they are a top three team in the country. Good. St. Cloud is 
despite losing Motsko and kind of that recruiting class. Right. They're still a top five team. They just squared off last weekend and they split the series. Oh, did they um, really? And the Mavericks, those purple cows, they are they're feisty every year. See, that's Minnesota should happen now. Can we do that in the professional uh, area? Can we move it on? Can we move it up the up the chain? (laughs) I wish. wish. It's tough. The Wild are so strapped with with that cap penalties. Yeah, they are for the next three years now. But somehow they can sign Matt Boldy, who is a 21 year old who's really up and coming. Yeah, seven years, seven million a year. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I literally first. Sat down and watched the North Stars because, I, like I said, I grew up in North Minneapolis. So we don't even have ice up there. Maybe they do, but I never saw it. <laughs> so, we're so poor we don't have ice. <laughs> we're so poor we can't even get an ice rink. But so they had to have them. I just maybe didn't even know what the hell it was, I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah, the North Stars never even got close, to tell you the truth. I think they went to one Stanley Cup final, did they not? They got beat by... God, I can't remember. Pittsburgh. Was I, it Pittsburgh? I believe it was Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, well, that would make sense. But one thing about that, too, is I don't know anything about hockey. I, I guess I don't know if we even had a hockey team at North High School. It must have in the early years. But then I don't know if we had a hockey team later on. In, well, we must have, but North High Hockey? Really? <laughs> okay. Talk, talk about a mixed culture team. That, that would have been, that been a different deal, man. <laughs> There's no doubt about that, but Tyree Washington and uh, and uh, Saul Rabinowitz. Yeah. <laughs> in the front line. Well, yeah, yeah. That. Catholics, I mean, Jews, and black yeah, people on the hockey team. I it'd like be, that. It'd be great. That'd work. That'd work for me. No question about it. But you know, uh, I, I just really wish that maybe we could, you know, that that whole twins thing back in. Before you were born, actually, AJ. So mm-hmm. that goes back so far. It's before you were born. How <laughs> sad is that? My great memory of sports is before you were even born. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. We'll keep an eye on, won't we? Did yeah, Tim we'll try keep to up. call in? Uh, he was in there for a second, but then he dropped. How weird. Well, doesn't he live out in like? Yehibitsville. Yehibitsville. Yeah, that's where he lives. I don't know where he lives. Poor Tim. He's got it. Oh, somebody's at the oh. door. Maybe he came in. Oh, that's oh. Alex. Alex is here. Shalom. You know we're on a central time. I don't know if you know I that. Or the phone was on for an hour, and I lost track of time. Oh, oh it's my right? fault, is it? Why were you guys on the phone for an hour? We are talking about you. Talking about the North Stars? <laughs> is that what you're doing? What are you talking about me? <laughs> we There's only so many good things you can say. We hadn't had a chat in a while. Yeah, but I mean, you can only say so many wonderful things about someone, and it gets old after a while. You know what I mean? That's true. We're constantly coming up with more great things to talk about. That's why it took an hour. Mm -hmm. That was it? It took an hour for that very, very reason there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Well, Alex's kids have barely been in school the last three weeks with the snow days. Truly, truly. Every single week there's been at least one snow day, if not two, for the last four weeks. It's got to be a record. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. I don't think they had a single snow day last year. I have to ask you a question. What? Do you think your son inherited one thing from the Bernard family, and that's that he can't sit in a chair for more than about five minutes? Oh, yeah. He cannot he, sit. The, no. He wanders back and forth. Not, and I remember all my brothers still. doing that. He's not good at sitting still. He's not good at sitting still. Well, he's four. He shouldn't be sitting still. I was going to say, but he's also four years old. So yeah. Went and saw Puss in Boots at Marcus Theaters yesterday. Sure did. And um, a guy helped me out because I lost my car keys. I was telling AJ what? about this. 
I lost my car keys in the, you know those seats that uh, you can put your feet up? The recliners? The recliners. Don't ever lose your car keys in one of those because oh. it goes someplace nobody can ever locate again. Yeah, they were like in his pocket, but then they fell out of his pocket. Well, you got you got Timmy? I believe it's Tim. I don't have a, a name on the number, it's but if Tim. whoever it is, Timmy. you are live. Tim. It is me. Oh, Ooh, that's much, much better. better. It is. Much better, Timmy. Yeah, I'm just talking on the cellular phone. Okay, well, now we can hear you. So that's how's good. it going? Everything is magnificent. I do have to say something very cute that happened at Puss in Boots yesterday, though. Okay. Right in the row in front of us, there was like four or five, probably 13-year-old boys. Yeah, yep. And right at the end of the movie, they all stood up, and one of them goes, "That movie was dope." And oh I was like, "God, that no, movie was dope!" I thought it was dope. so cute. Oh, and like these thirteen-year-old boys oh, are at Puss in Boots, like the little like kid movie, you know. And like I just thought it was really sweet. I, 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 I'm not, it was I'm, dope. I'm not quite clear about that, but I think that's an outdated word. I was going to say they were saying dope when I was like five well, years old. Well, maybe I'll. Outdated in terms of the use of dope, maybe that. Yeah, yeah maybe. Ooh. Ooh. A bit like Fantasia. So I went to Not see, that I know anything about that. Once saw Puss in Boots yesterday with the kids, yeah. and it's fun to go with it. Oh, look, a six-year-old and four-year-old going to a movie with them is a ball. Oh my gosh, I think it's so, so exciting. Was it dope for you? It was, it was dope. dope. Yes, it was <laughs> very dope for me. I really <laughs> liked it. I thought it was a great movie. They did a good job. It had a good message. I had no idea that Puss in Boots was a Spanish character. Yeah, he's well, like he's a, a swashbuckler, swashbuckling you... Spaniard. Like that's his whole Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah, but always was been Puss in Boots Antonio always Bandera. been a, a Spanish mm-hmm. character. Yes. I, I, I didn't no. know that. That's wasn't like his he whole like, thing. Wasn't he like German originally? That's what I thought. I no, thought it was German. Italian. Italian. <laughs> no. Hey, we're all over the map. All I know is he got his start in one of the Shrek movies. Maybe. Shrek 2, I think he and might Shrek have Shrek 2 is the first time Puss in Boots ever oh, yeah. showed Puss up. And, Boots... and he was always played by Antonio Banderas since then. Puss in really? Boots was originally yes. Italian. Yeah, there you go. I didn't Italian. think it was Spanish. Well, Spanish, Italian. Yeah, it's... Oh, don't say that. By originally... They're close to each other. By originally, yeah. I mean in the year 1550. Yeah. Yes. So he's been yeah. around for a while. Well, Puss in Boots, <laughs> been, so he's Italian. Yes, and then the French Italian. adopted him a century later. Oh. oh, makes oh. sense. And then probably the Spanish took him. And then maybe the Spanish had their turn. Because that's the once whole... Once Shrek 2 came out, now he's Spanish. Now he's Spanish. Listening to little children. And then him. once Twitter took over, he can be anything you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Well, he's just he's basically just Zorro in Shrek. Yes, exactly. He, that, is, he, yeah, is he does Zorro. He does the little P. Yeah, yeah exactly. A, he's a yes. Zorro knockoff, but, you know, yes, he, he actually yeah, predates right. Zorro by quite and, a bit. And... And Antonio Banderas has played Zorro. Oh, so well, there you go. go. That would be why. Uh-huh. No, Zorro was originally a Spanish uh, character. Yes, yes. Zorro has been yeah, Spanish that... for quite yeah. a while. Uh, 1919 right. is when Zorro came out. Yeah, there you go. And I do remember Zoe Loversize was the shortstop for the Minnesota Twins in 1965, <laughs> one hell of a shortstop, and they decided, and he did not like it at all, the booth announcers wouldn't call him Zoilo. They called him Zorro. Oh, and he just dear. hated him. Oh, Zoilo. no. <laughs> Zorro. Yeah, very bad. Very Zoy- bad. How do you spell Zoilo? S O Z O I L O. Oh, a very weird name. Phonetically. It's a Spanish name. Zoilo. Zoilo Versailles. 
Versailles, I guess is how you actually pronounced it. But this was back in the days when baseball players who now make, what, $75 million a year, something Jeez. like that? Uh, Zoila Versailles was the most valuable player in 1965, and he had a job on the side as a baggage handler at the airport. Yep. Wow. That's how amazing. Isn't that sad? Isn't that amazing that that was like 50 years ago or 60 years ago, something like that? He was a now, baggage handler. I, I swear that when I was a little kid, and obviously I've been in love with the Vikings my entire life, um, I swear that it was like a, it was some sort of menswear shop. I thought Chuck Foreman was selling shirts. Uh, in the off season, he was a, a, a clerk. Might have. And, and it's like no, and I was thinking, no way, he's a football player. Why would he be need, needing to do this? But you know, Philly. I mean, Philly obviously had you know jobs in the off season. Yep. You know, that's the same era. I don't know at what point, but you know, it really sucks if you get the most mediocre players or good players that are just simply way overpaid, and they all these. Classic players like Chuck Foreman, like Philly, like all those folks. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're the ones that that built the foundation of this league. Oh yeah, and they got nothing out of it. Yep. You know, that sucks. That is true. Bob Allison, when I was a little boy, was a car salesman in the off season. <laughs> I will never forget it. He was a phenomenal <laughs> baseball player. But that's how much the world has changed, right there. There's no question about it. If you yeah, had to guess, what yeah, do you think Zoilo yeah. made that 1965 MVP season? What was his salary with the Twins? Oh, you've I'm got going it. with. I have it. Twenty-eight thousand. Wow! Spot Jeez. on. Really? Twenty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> I nailed it. Spot on. Spot on. Yeah, yeah baby. Look at, look at he's still you, got. Dad. He's got it. He's still got I it. Can do math. <laughs> you can estimate numbers. Well, the only reason like, I guess twenty-eight thousand <laughs> because he had to make more than the average person back then. The average person made what about fifteen, sixteen thousand. Yeah, well, when like a that. house used to cost five thousand. <laughs> I, I thought you might have been peeking around at the computer screen here. That was impeccable. <laughs> but I just kind of waited. I got a delivery, <laughs> so I'll be offline for a second here. You have a delivery? What do you want? <laughs> do a maternity dirty ward now? Yeah, right. You're working in a maternity ward. I have a delivery that I can do. And <laughs> so I, get back what here. year did you say that was? 1960-something? That was 1965. 65. Yep. 28,000, you said. 28,000. Let's inflation yep. calculate that here. Oh, there you go. How much would he be making now? $262,000. So actually he was making not, quite a, a bit. But not a lot for an athlete these it's, days. Can, still can a lot you of imagine money, signing Carlos Correa for $260,000? If the MLB I, I wants me so. for two hundred sixty grand, i will do it. You've got to go Just try out. sign me up. <laughs> got to go good. try out so they know who you are. I'll hold the bat for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'll hit a ball for the first time ever. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's over 10 times more money now than it was. Or, 845%. Or not, not, yep. Wow. No, so it's 845%. So it's eight and a half times more. Yep. Pretty that insane. Is, that is unbelievable. Well, again, remember when uh, Babe Ruth, obviously none of us were alive then, but when Babe Ruth was signed for 100 grand, I don't know how many years was the. Well, that would run for, but uh, when he signed for hundred grand. That was a huge, huge deal. Well, that had been his first season. I'm assuming not. Yeah, well, probably not. People were point. flocking to see him. His last season was 1935. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. I didn't woof. do it. 
they attack <laughs> Lammers again as being attacked now by his own dog. Now the dog figures out somebody's here. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's see. If he too too got late, the hundred grand in 1935, that would mm-hmm. be $2.2 million. So he's still way under everybody Ooh. else. That's amazing. Still pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. His career earnings were $156,000. Or, sorry, $856,000, Babe Ruth. So, For the so whole that's, career. That's, well, From 19... 19- 1914 until 1934, his first season with the Red Sox, he made a whopping $350. $350? Well, that's pretty bad. 1913, I can't imagine that's worth a whole lot. Well, this calculator only goes back to 1914, but uh, close enough. $350. That's $10,000. That's it. I mean, $10,000? Like I said. What do you mean, $10,000? I don't understand the question. So, So... where does all this money come from for Major League Sports? Is is it that big of an advertising? advertising. It's all, it's all ads. advertising. 100% ads and so, sponsorships. But they have viewership for that. I mean, yeah. And they don't anywhere near like they used to. Baseball doesn't have anywhere near No, baseball's near dropped off quite a bit. I used to watch baseball constantly. And just, hardly ever. and just to think, a couple of years ago, the NFL was still a nonprofit organization. I know. Yes. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Well, let's see. Here we go. Viewers. I got the MLB uh, World Series viewers by year back down to the 70s. Uh, let's see. It looks like it peaked out in the late 70s, early 80s at about 40-something yeah. million. Yep. We are currently, in 2020, it didn't even break 10 million. Wow. Oh, so, man. So my point it's is, is why are advertisers man. spending all this money, and how are these players getting paid right. so Great much more question. than inflation? I mean, they're 10, 10, 20 times more than inflation for some of the players. I mean, even makes no sense. The rating and share are even, like, way down. I mean, God, yeah, the 2022 yep. World Series got a 6 rating. You think it's all because That's of the it? Super Bowl? No, it's it's the World Series. It's not competing. Oh. No, it just doesn't compete anymore. Just, just no one cares about baseball anymore. Huh. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. We better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, you're not that good at it. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Is soccer still climbing? Kind of like nobody cares about the Oscars or the Golden Globes or anything like that. Yeah, that's oh, true. God, yeah. Wasn't it the Golden Globes? Like they the don't have ratings anymore either. The Golden Globes, wasn't it their worst year in like 50 years or something like that? Something like that. You know, the thing is with these these um, these shows is that generally they're just going down and down and down and down. And I think a lot of the reason for that is... Um, they're on network television and yeah. how many people still watch network television? No, uh, it was the lowest. I think that has something to do with it. Yep. It was the lowest in NBC broadcast history. The oh, Golden Globes. They started broadcasting it in 1996. So they don't have numbers from before that, but it's the lowest it's been. Even back in 1996, people were watching it more. I don't think I've, what is the Golden Globes? What TV, are they doing? Right? It's TV, TV Emmys, right? Is it? I don't no, even know. I, I think movies are there, too. It's movies and TV. I've never it's watched movies and television, yeah. So oh. it's like the Emmys and the it's, Oscars combined. Oh. Yes. I guess. Right. And, and, and um, it used to be considered the most accurate. I think I said this to Ralph last time. Yeah. The most accurate predictor of the Oscars. Well, let me tell oh. you. When you nominate five people in comedy and five <clears> people in drama, that means you have ten people nominated. That means... Yeah, chances are pretty good that the, the five out of those ten are going to be um, nominated for Oscars. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of an apples to oranges sort of thing. But, uh, you know, they were in trouble last year. Um, everybody turned against them. Hollywood, uh, even NBC canceled the ceremony last year. Or, the, excuse me, canceled the broadcast yes. last year because, mm. it, it, it turns out, they had no black members. Um, and there were some ethical issues that they needed to address. And so NBC brought them back, and they're going to say, okay, this is a one-year deal, so don't be surprised if this isn't on NBC next year. I mean, if they're, if they're not making any money off of it, right. if the ratings are that low, why, what, 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 sense do you, what sense does it make to bring it back? Especially, well, you know what, though? They did it on a Tuesday. I mean, generally it's a Sunday thing where they compete against wild card or divisional football. You know, and that's, you know, that's just cutting off your nose to spite your face or whatever. I mean, makes no sense. People are naturally going to be turned into football. So, yeah, it, it's the, the organization is in trouble. But you know what? I, I forced myself to watch some of it. <laughs> and these people are, you know, for being so judgmental of this organization a year before, they're back and pretending like nothing ever happened. Right. You know, was, it's just it's all this self-congratulatory crap. You just hate it. Was, I, I think I saw a video on Twitter about some sort of Ukrainian angel person coming out and wild. What, what, what was that? 
What? Well, they, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think the closest thing to that would be Sean Penn introducing Zelensky, who did oh, a yeah, yeah. speech. Ukrainian. I, yeah, I, there was no. some sort of angel Can't find person. Any Ukrainian no. angels. Yes, there was some sort of Ukrainian. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I didn't. I just I couldn't force a... myself to watch all of it. I see a story about uh, Zelensky, like recording a speech that was aired during the Golden Globes. That's the only Ukraine thing I can see related to it. Well, he maybe he's an angel. You Is he an angel? <laughs> um, angel? Okay, well, okay. So why was Zelensky on the Golden Globes? Because That's he's the question. brand of the 2023, 2022. I, I, I think yeah. that Hollywood some is going to have to figure out that they're going to have to separate their politics. And I don't, you know, from nice. entertainment, I just think that they're going to. Ha- That's one of the reasons I think all of these awards shows have gone downhill because nobody wants to hear about it. Yeah, I don't give a crap about a bunch of celebrities opinions. No one. Right. No one right. intelligent does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, social media has, has well, supplanted that. That's true. If I want to hear their opinions, I can how, get 20 of them a day now. Yeah, This is how arrogant they are, though. I think they thought that, well, we have this worldwide audience, when in reality, they don't anymore. No, they Maybe don't. they did at one point, but somehow they must have thought that, oh, the world will be watching because we're back. I mean, they're just that out of touch, that arrogant, and... Um, you know, whatever. Yeah, don't mix your studio, don't mix your politics and your and your product. A, B, don't always nominate films that nobody sees. I mean, this year's a little different because they got the Avatars and the Top Gun Mavericks in there. But ultimately, when they don't choose either one, or they kind of thumb their nose at them, you know, the the, the movie going public by and large. It, it, they're about popular movies. They, they're rooting for their person, their guy to win, or their movie to win. And when you shut out Top Gun Maverick, when you shut out Avatar, it, who wants to watch that when they give it to something that's far inferior in quality? You know? Right, so, I, I don't know. Out, that's, that's my whole thing it is, too. I figured out what Mom is talking about, courtesy of Trevor in the chat. Thank you, Trevor. Oh, there you uh, it Thank was you, Miss Trevor. Universe you were thinking of. Oh, oh, yes. so that was a Ukrainian thing, though. Uh, yeah. The so even on Uk- Miss Universe, Miss Universe Ukraine dressed as a battle angel. Oh, it was a contestant. Ukrainian <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> angel. What are you talking? That makes more sense. <laughs> are you Are you telling me that the Miss Universe contest is now a video game? Really? <laughs> oh, she it, She basically looks like she's cosplaying something from Diablo Three. So did she, did she win? <laughs> I, I, have they said Miss America won? won I, I don't even. Know. I don't know. Have you heard the? I thought Miss America won. Maybe. Has Miss anyone Universe heard the... winner twenty three? Yes, uh, Miss America did win. Miss America. Right. Or, have you heard, heard them all introducing themselves? No. no. A, yes. The oh France gosh. one. They're all, yes. Yeah. Well, no, the France one. They're all you know like America, Uruguay, like saying it normally, and then the France woman goes France. <laughs> 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 It's like, frog. What, is, what happened? What was that? Where are you frog. from now? I got a frog. I know. It was really weird. <laughs> I feel bad for her because obviously it was just like a weird oh, yeah. She's thing. Probably being memed everywhere. Oh, she is. You know, Thanks. as long as we're on the subject here, in a way, I just want to throw in very quickly that uh, Dan and Alex and Fawn and Sage and I went to see Puss in Boots yesterday at the Marcus Theaters. 
South Bridge Crossing, which I love that theater. Being in the theater to me is still a thrill. After all these years, I love, AJ, mm-hmm. I think you and I talked about this yesterday for, mm-hmm. briefly. I just love being in a theater seat in that theater. What an experience that is, particularly with little children. A six-year-old and a four-year-old, that huge screen in these chairs and, you know, they recline back and it's just, the popcorn is a big part of it. I hope that doesn't go away. I just, I love movie theaters. I know they're in big trouble right now, but they closed a lot of well, them. Well, Marcus right just closed their other Shakopee one. Did they? They, did? they just announced the other one, like, in oh, town or whatever, which makes sense. It wasn't. Wow. One doing a lot. Fairness. They need to make better <laughs> movies. <laughs> they, that well, would that would help. Yes, if they yeah. make better no, movies. that's not going to help. No. no, that's not going to help because only these, act, like uh, Tim has said, only these action-packed, big uh, cinematic movies are you're going to see in the theater. Or yeah. kids most movies. People, most or kids people, movies, yeah. but even in kids' movies, they can watch them at home. Watch I know, them. but it, like, yes, we could have watched... A, any movie at home, but we were like, oh, we want to go to. A, I yeah. feel like people are more Sweet. apt to go to a movie with kids because it's an experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. Experiential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the whole popcorn and candy well, and being in a theater is very exciting for kids. Well, we've yeah. talked it's about so different than just but, watching Yeah, but a it's movie also so expensive. Oh, it's You know, it's not, in some place like yeah. LA or New York where yeah. you're paying 30 bucks for a ticket for a kid. Oh, I know. I remember when I lived in New York that summer and I went to, there was a movie theater like very close to my apartment and I was like, it's how much to go to a movie? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, but you, would, you, but you what you said is correct. But the reality is most people are not going to do that. No, it's a because lot. Because the, the, the value of the experience is just not there anymore. That's Although too I will bad. say, I, I mean, we went, loved it. we went yesterday. Puss in Boots has been out in theaters for over a month. Yeah. And it was full. It was full. Oh, yeah. was it? Yes, it well, that's yeah, good it to was. Know. Yeah. Well, that seems to be how it is now. It's like there'll be this maybe three, four movies a year that everyone goes and sees, but then every other movie is empty. Well, Minnesota in the winter time, when and that's true. having it such is, a yeah. harsh winter, it is you've got to get out. It's like the comedy clubs. <laughs> Yep. Their peak season is the winter yep. by far. People just want to go somewhere. Oh, People yeah, want to be yeah. inside do something they can do indoors, yep. but the rest of the year, Minnesotans are out fishing or going to the cabin or fishing or something or, or fishing and yeah. getting away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AJ and I were talking about this yesterday. I was telling them all the stories about the don't go in there, girl, all, all <laughs> oh, that God. stuff, yeah. which I love so much. Honest to God, I, I loved that stuff when and I was that's, a kid. And that's a that's a and real... and Tom, what other famous uh, utterance did you hear? How you can't outrun a mummy? <laughs> How you can't outrun a mummy? <laughs> Truly. And, and and to be honest, there have been others as well. But that's, oh God, but, a lot of them. but that's the true. That's the social experience of being in the theater. But love it. You know, I don't. You know, I, I just don't know that that's there anymore. I people have I've matured, changed. The culture's changed. You know, we'll yeah. see. Well, and the and there's the cell phone thing that people yeah, can't seem to leave go when they. That's true. And, and who wants to deal with that? Who wants to deal with people yakking on their damn cell phones, having that light yeah. distract you whenever they're checking their texts or whatever? We should go you back know, who to. Who wants any of that now? Flogging. No, not flogging. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we should go back to the Game Boy era where there was no backlight. So in order to see the screen, you needed to have the sun directly shining into it. There you go. Yeah. So you can't oh, yeah. use it in a theater. Ooh, there you go. There's, uh, you should design yeah, an app for Yeah, but then the problem with phones. that, Andy, is 
Yeah. The problem with that, Andy, is once we have a bright scene on there, everybody's holding up their phone trying to. Yeah, see they'll just like, look the other way. Have, like, and, yeah, have the <laughs> sunlight light shining yeah. into their phones. Yeah. You know, one thing I really do miss about the movie theater, like particularly the Skyway downtown Minneapolis, which is now a bar, I think. But it used to be, it was right between 7th and 8th and Hennepin, right on Hennepin. The, actually, the marquee is still there, even though it's not a movie theater anymore. But that theater, every booze hound downtown who was looking to stay warm in the winter, I don't know how the hell they got in because they didn't pay for the ticket. I don't know how they got in. But I remember, what was the Al Pacino and Gene Hackman were at the end, uh, what the hell was the name of that movie? God, it was a great movie. Scarecrow. It was called Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great movie. And at the very end, uh, one of the characters is shaking the... I don't want to give anything away in case you never see because it's a really good movie. But he's shaking the other guy, trying to, come on, man, come on around. I know you're, you're still in it. Come on, you can fight hard. Let's go. There's this booze hound in the back row. Can't you see he's dead, you dumb <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> Settle down. Wow. I can Relax. proudly say I've never been anywhere near that drunk. Where I'm yelling see, at a movie because well, I'm yelling so mad. Yelling at a movie. Yes. Well, and you don't get drunk like that anyway. I no, mean, you I just don't. get like you get Silly. giggly and then you barf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much your pattern. Yeah, it is and then yeah. you're throwing up. That's, yeah. Yeah. you don't get yelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm the same way. I get like loud and funny, and then I'm like, well, now I feel sick. So mm-hmm. I've never understood people who like you get mad. You're not happy when you drink. But then you drink. Why? Keep drinking. Yeah. Like, why would you drink? I don't understand. They gotta let it all out. I had degrees. You did not. You did not. I had degrees. Uh, Uh, Zero. Normal and nuts. Normal and nuts. Those were the two degrees right there. Normal and nuts. Yeah. So I was out with some friends uh, the other night. Yeah. Nina and Patty. Yeah. And Nina was like, Yeah, I love Alex. I think she's great. Oh. I love her. Oh. But oh, when she like has Nina. a couple of drinks, she's so loud. <laughs> so loud. Oh, you do so get loud. really loud. That's Even true. a glass of champagne. And in my head, I'm like, why are you yelling? <laughs> <laughs> You're so loud. But I can't turn my voice down. You just can't do it. I know. I don't the other thing is, is you, your hands fly loud. around like, yeah. Yeah. Hello, I, mean, I was talking I'm to the all, guy. I'm yeah. already <laughs> a hand talker. Yeah, you and are. And it gets worse. <laughs> When you drink, it gets worse. You're right about that. Absolutely. Trust me, I'm fully aware, and there's nothing I can do about it. Nina just kept saying, I love her so much, but. But. Okay, Nina. What they're talking about with me, AJ, is the fact that we're, you know, growing up, we started drinking very young. I think I was 11 when I started drinking alcohol. But um, basically for me, it's the first drink is, oh, God, everything's great, man. Thanks for inviting me over. This is wonderful. Then a second drink. Oh, it's gotten even better. It's just, this is what a great time. Third drink. What the hell are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Whoa. Where did that come yeah. from, there, Uncle Tommy? I used to set a timer till it's like 40, 45 <laughs> minutes till. You don't really love me. <laughs> oh God, here we go. Man. I'm like, oh. I'm like, wow. It's a countdown. <laughs> let those let some of those wounds heal. Yeah, yeah. talk about picking it a scab. No, yeah, it's whoa, just, uh, cow. Uh, well, 
Just how it was. Just how I it was. I said that last night, and I don't even drink anymore. Not for well, it's been over ten years now. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hasn't it? And it'll be eleven in it'll March. Be eleven in March. Job well yeah, done. There you go. Yes. Yeah, what the hell? I had a lot to lose. You know what I mean? You sure did. <laughs> oh! I don't know if you had to throw that in at I'm the end. I'm just agreeing with what you said. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever. Okay. But we did have fun back in the day. There was a little bit of fun here and there. That's all I know. Still can, you still, have, still fun. have fun. You still have fun. I do. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do. Well, it's wonderful. We were talking about how great the movie was last night. No, it was. That movie, but that didn't have a lot to do with drinking alcohol. But I'm saying fun. Do they yeah. let people drink in movie theaters? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I thought they, they did. They have a full uh, bar. Really? Oh, yeah. Now. That's what I thought. Yeah. Huh. So you could drink. Can you imagine me at a movie back in my drinking days? No. Movie sucks! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dead. Can't you see he's dead? Yeah. dead? Yeah. What's wrong with you? It would have not been good. <coughs> I almost choked myself to death laughing oh, there. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, what else you got, Timmy? Well, uh, you know, like I say, it's award season where they're nominating movies that people haven't seen. And I will recommend There is the Whale with Brendan Fraser. Oh, that's right. Depressing as all hell, but he is fantastic. Didn't he win the award? really depressing. Yeah, he won for Critics' Choice, which I vote on, actually. And and that was Sunday night. And he got very, very emotional during his speech. I like him a lot. And then... um, and the other big winner the other night was uh, Kate Blanchett in the movie Tar, which is uh, Lydia Tar is her name, the most famous female composer in the world. And this movie, if you want to stream it, you should be able to get it for free already on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Oh. They go after cancel culture like there's oh, no I tomorrow. Like that. Who wow. Good. So time. So such of a relief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's a great movie. But, you know, again, these are character-heavy movies. You know, they're the art house crowd, the independent films. And, again, uh, I, I think big, you know, movie fans, the fans of the, 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 the Avatars and the Top Guns, which I am, you know, uh, they're going to be confused because, you know, they got these movies that are maybe the, the, the Top Gun. Top Gun, to me, was one of the best of the year. And when it comes a, comes away with nothing, and then all of a sudden you're awarding people you've never you've heard of Kate Blanchett, but you've never heard of the movie. It's perplexing to people, so that's yeah. why people stay away from again these awards shows. Um, but yeah, I would I would recommend it because again, just the fact that they're going after cancel culture. There's one mm-hmm. scene that's unbelievable. No I movie mean, is this. Uh, it's called Tar. T A R. I gotta watch it because I and, hate cancel culture so much. Can't even tell you. I like Kate Blanchard. There is one yeah, scene that too. it is such of a relief. It's my favorite scene uh, of the whole year. It's one of the main reasons why I voted for Todd Field for best original screenplay. <laughs> because of this this exchange that Tar has with this woke student. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, my God. It's incredible. So, yeah, yeah. So those those. Um, that's that's available to stream already, but The Whale is not. That just came out in theaters uh, in late December. But, you know, again, I'm not putting down independent movies and stuff. I'm just kind of trying to relay why these award shows suffer, because you generally have them awarding these films that most people haven't heard of. So, you know, I like all kinds of movies. I like independent movies. You know, you like character drama sometimes. Sometimes you want to have mindless stuff. Sometimes you want to watch dope 
movies like Puss in Boots, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> super dope. No, They're no, no. dope, man. I said that, dope. Up, that was really dope. I stood up and, and I did. That was dope. That was I watched a movie. Yeah, movie. It, was, it was me that said that. I watched a movie. Uh, it was a Netflix uh, production, The Pale Blue Eye. Have you heard of that? Anybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Yeah, with? that's Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I watched it basically because Christian Bale was in it. I thought, yeah, because he is such a great actor. He is. It just the production was a little slow. Um, eh, it was. It was okay. I, you I re- know, the thing. It was an Edgar Allan Poe. People like Christian. Thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not immune to to taking on bad films. I mean, every actor. It happens to every actor, and in fact, this might be. I don't know. I have to see it, but. It's, to me, it sounds more like underwhelming than bad to you. Yeah. Uh, Catherine. Yeah. But I, there was a movie he did called Amsterdam. That sucked. Oh, that movie looked And this had tons of great people in it. It and sucked? It sucked. Oh. oh, I wanted to watch that. It's got. It's a very long, too. What movie? Amsterdam. Oh. Amsterdam. It's got what yeah. my, one of my yeah. favorites. So, it's, uh, Michael Shannon's in it. Yeah, um, he's great. Who else is in it? Uh, John David Washington. Oh, yeah, I heard this. It was awful. Oh. Margot Robbie. Oh. Rami Malek. Margot oh, Robbie. Yeah. And it sucked. Oh, I just watched the trailer for that like, last weekend. the movie's weekend. terrible. It looks And then you got frantic. Babylon, same situation. Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, and the movie sucks. Yeah, oh, really? What I heard with that one is it's so many stories that you almost <clears throat> needed to make multiple movies to cover everything. But by like, you did, like <laughs> it's you a go. lot of character development, and then right. it just goes nowhere. Hmm. So it right. goes three hours and eight minutes too. You know, yeah. it's a one minute shorter than Avatar. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's a movie about Hollywood <laughs> excess that's excessive. Mm. Is the best way to sum that one up. It's meta. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts cryptid creatures like Bigfoot then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant um did you ever see or hear of a show called kaleidoscope Yes, I have, and I, I saw there was a post um, yep. about you and Melissa mm-hmm. seeing it. Yeah, we finally we, we watched I, I a new a show for in. once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm only a couple in, but it is such of a great concept. This whole idea of taking any episode you want and watching them in any order. Oh, yeah, so somehow what, people, all of it comes together. People who don't know what we're talking about. So what happens on Netflix? And every Netflix account has the episodes randomized in order. So really? the first episode you see isn't necessarily going to be the first episode we saw. Really? It always ends with the heist itself. It's a, it's a heist movie. It's a lot like uh, Ocean's Eleven. Mm, okay. um, or Ocean's, whichever the first one. Was it Eleven? Was that the first yes. one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot like that. Yeah. They're going to break into a vault, et cetera, et cetera. And the last episode is always the heist itself. But every other episode, they they range from I think like six weeks after the heist to twenty three years before, and really? everything in between. So, first episode you see might be after the heist, or it might be decades before it, or it could be the week of. You never know. It's a yeah. I watched idea. episode blue. Episode blue first. I guess the best way to explain it too is that. You know, it's like, uh, if I can get hoity-toity for a second, it's the fractured narrative deal like Quentin Tarantino did with Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. right. where you see the movie from different points of view, and then eventually it all comes together. So it's it's kind of like that sort of So let's see, uh, Blue story, is I guess, because the, I, I want to say movie, because... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we started with Orange, which was three weeks before... And unfortunately, it was probably mm. the most boring episode in the entire show, so it wasn't a great <laughs> way to start. It was That'll very, happen. yeah, I don't know about that one. But the other episodes are pretty good. Did the, did the six weeks after uh, go uh, Goodfellas on us? I've never actually seen Goodfellas. It's also six months Ooh. after, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, heresy. Goodfellas, Andy. Heresy. Goodfellas. Goodfellas came out when I was, like, one. Oh. That's about right. Let's Excuse see. Goodfellas me. came out in. Well, that's true. The internet that movie gives me gives shivers me. to this day. Oh, man. man the and I just sucks. let Tommy know this. There's a new Western out movie called The Old Way with Nicolas Cage. I loved it. I've already seen and it. And really, I, yep. and for the first time in my career, I talked with Mr. Cage for the movie. Did you really? He's a great guy, actually. We've had him on a couple of times on the morning show. That old one I got fired from. But in any case, nice guy. (laughs) He's a very, very nice guy. Yeah, he was Yeah, really great. And and what was really fun about this interview was 
we talked about the Western stuff to, to start naturally, but the same day, Renfield, the trailer for Renfield came out where oh, he plays sure. Dracula. Right. So I said, I'm a big Bella Lugosi fan, and yes, I'm a nerd. Give it to me all you want. I held up a Bella Lugosi action figure. He freaked <laughs> out. He freaked out. And he says, hey, 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 just just wait a second, wait a second. And then, then he disappears from the camera. He's in at his office at home in Las Vegas. And then he comes back. He's, he goes, here, here, here's my Wolfman action figure. And it's an old Aurora <laughs> monster movie monster. And I says, well, I'm going to one-up you, Nick. And I held up a Frankenstein and a Wolfman action oh, figure God. along with my Bella figure. And then, we're, then he talks about Renfield. And then he said, uh, hey, hey, wait a second. Uh, let's end this with this. And then he goes, uh, and he disappears from camera again. He goes, hold on, hold on. And then he brings back a Frankenstein model. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was so freaking hilarious. And 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 uh, the people I write for Looperly loved it because it's like you don't ever get that in an interview, you know. A couple of fanboys talking about monster oh, movies, which is cool though. Yeah, like so that. it was fun. It was it, it made it unique. But you know, apart from that, even he's just a really you know you know some people, so many people think so weird, et cetera, et cetera. But God, I mean, he's a great interview. He is. I mean, he's very, very nice intelligent guy. guy. So him. yeah, that was fun. So so you actually saw the old way then? That's awesome. It's a really good movie. I really it's his first cowboy movie. He's never been in a cowboy movie before. And he's been in a hundred films, more than a hundred yeah. movies. Never done a cowboy movie, and, and he's uh, really good in it. Really good. And you know what's really strange about it? He said in the interview because the the the, the, the story does somewhat mimic True Grit, right? Yeah, With yeah. the aging gunslinger and the twelve right. year old girl. So I brought that up, and he said, well, actually, I have to confess, I've never seen either version of True Grit. <laughs> and he actually compared their relationship to Paper Moon with Tatum and Ryan O'Neill and the, the, the father-daughter grifters. Mm -hmm. um, but the movie that flipped the switch that he loves Westerns because of this movie is Once Upon a Time in the West. I love that movie. The third yeah, and he said the, the, the performance of Charles Bronson as harmonica is the reason that he fell in love with Westerns. And mm -hmm. just nobody ever called him to do a Western. No, I know. Isn't it's that amazing? bizarre, because he's done everything, but he's never done a Western. So it was cool to see him in cowboys, cowboy garb, you know? Hour and a half Pretty long, cool. too. That's another great part of it. Yeah, yeah that's the long. other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's move. That's let's great. go. Hey, I grew up watching Laurel and Hardy, 55-minute movies. <laughs> or the, it on Channel 4. Or the Stooges. Or the Stooges. They were like 27-minute movies. <laughs> John Gallows. Oh, John Gallows John. introducing Laurel and Hardy on uh, Sunday mornings. And I tell you what drove me nuts. And please don't tell me you like this because it's just so frustrating to watch. The music box. God, is that a frustrating... Watching him move that piano love up it? the stairs? Of course I did. It was yes. Laurel and Hardy. I love Laurel and Hardy. Yes. But did you... That that one drove me crazy. Oh, I loved it, everything else, but that one drove me crazy. Well, what what they do reveal... Because they couldn't the, get it upstairs. Well, and what they reveal at the end of the movie is they could have driven it up the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, but actually. But, again, another another recommendation, and I know you and Catherine have seen this. I think it's just called Stan and Ollie. 
where John yeah. C. Riley yeah. played yeah. Yeah. Albert Hardy and yeah. Steve that's, Coogan. Yep. That's good. Oh, what a great movie. It is really, really good. Very And sad. there was actually a little nod to the music box in that movie. Yep. You know, it's just a tiny one, but it's cool. Well, it's probably one of their famous bits, if not their fam- most famous Yeah. Movie. Do you know him at all, AJ? Or are you too, too young to know any uh, Laurel and Hardy? No, I, I I know of them. I don't think I've ever like sat down to like watch them. But I I've you been around, binged you know. them. You had binge watched them. No. <laughs> What's so funny is those. Who, who is this youngster I'm talking to? I I, I introduced myself. Hey, AJ, I'm Tim. Last hey, so. Tim, I'm AJ. Uh, Just kind of filling in for the next couple of weeks here. I think what yeah, happened cool. was it was going along smoothly, and then once I I signed the agreement with Hubbard. Uh, Ginny thought that I better have a like a bodyguard follow me around. So AJ's kind of like my. I'm body. a pretty <laughs> pathetic excuse for a, for a bodyguard. <laughs> I don't think so. You're a very broad-shouldered young man. <clears throat> yeah, if you're if you're listening to this, I am six foot four and built like a brick house. <laughs> don't actually see me in person, please. <laughs> don't, don't see me in person. I, I don't say that sounds like a bodyguard <laughs> to me, Tommy. Uh, it's, we're having a great time. That's all I know. All That's right, awesome. Timmy, is that everything? Yeah. That's everything. Uh, we will talk again next week. Looking forward to it. I was going to say, pal. happy 2023. I haven't seen you since 2022, or talked with you since no. 2022. No, that's right. It's been about a month for well, Again, me having a melanoma probably. Took the edge off. I didn't show up for a lot of shows, but now I'm back, so that's good. I mean, for me, it's good anyway. Awesome. All righty, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk next Tuesday. You too. Thanks a lot, Timmy. Timmy Lammers, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I was just looking at the cast of Once Upon a Time in the West. Eli Wallach. Oh, phenomenal. Van, Lee Van Cleef. Yep. Clint Eastwood. Henry Fonda. Uh, Jason Robert. It? Yeah. I, 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 for, I, I forgot the... Uh, yeah, but you know how long it is, right? Isn't it like three hours? It's 2.45, yeah. Yeah, 2.45. So you do like long movies, just only some of them. Only some of them. That's right. The Godfather was over three hours long, and I yeah. love that movie. So there you go. We started watching there the Avengers yesterday. I've never seen it before. Oh, the the TV series? No, the movie from 2012. Oh, the movie from 2012. Okay. Yeah, that's, the TV series is really good. That's like two and a half, and we got halfway through it, and we were like, "Well, that's enough for now." <laughs> I understand. So yeah, that. I don't know. It's well, I mean, when you have a kid, especially, it's really difficult to just block out three hours so you can watch a movie. Yeah. There you go. It gets worse. Which I've I never really, say. I never really have. <laughs> Just you wait. Watched long movies. Nah, I'm not a big long movie guy either. No. There, there are a few of them. That Even if do. you break them up, if you uh, do your own if, intermission, well, yeah, I just, if I do my own intermission. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. I don't know if I would ever go to a movie that's three hours in the theaters. I would have to get up and you know. Harry Potter. Is that three <laughs> hours long? Yeah. yeah. Well, but I was also yeah. what, like, fifteen years old when that came out. Yeah, I they was used to 12. have intermissions too. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they had intermissions. Oh. I was the same. I was the same lobby. age. No, I was a year older than Harry Potter. In yes, the I was fifteen when the first one came out. I was thirteen. Yeah. In fact, depending 12. on. Oh yeah, no, I had <laughs> just turned fifteen when that movie came out, so I go. go a lot longer without going to the bathroom. Oh, there you go. Okay, you're, I'm glad to hear it. You're not 75 years old. What? Yeah, but he's hydrated. But he's now hydrated. he's hydrated. I just drink a lot of water. That's all. Andy, do we have to check? Do we have to check locally to see when uh, Kristen comes on? She's on, and hopefully it works. Kristen, oh, is it she working? Is on. She's on, and hopefully it works. 
No, it's still quiet. I don't okay, know. So it must be on our end. Well, it's... it worked fine for Kostaki. I don't know. Yeah, for yesterday. Why would it suddenly be broken? Is it because broken. it is garbage? Kristen, are you, so you're on StreamYard? Yeah, she's on. Yeah, she's just very, very soft. If I hit the oh, test button, is. let's see. Um, I know she could have a yeah, option can... to like turn her mic volume up on StreamYard. You want to do that, that Kristen? Turn your mic it's volume a little so bit. So low, I don't know if that would actually do anything. Well, we Kristen, do if you can hear us, can you turn up your mic? It's all the way up. It's all yeah, the way I up. Figured. Hmm. That's, That's weird. really yeah. strange. Yesterday, Kostaki's just fine, and now all of a sudden, StreamYard doesn't work anymore. It makes so no sense. So, what should we do? Should we have her call on the phone line, or what? Let me look at if the mixer. Okay. See if the. It's gonna mix it. Uh, mixer looks fine. Otherwise, the other thing could be sometimes it defaults to like the speakers on her computer oh, instead yeah. of that. So it, it could just be like the device is not being recognized. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that does make sense. How do we remedy that? Uh, if she goes into her settings and then goes to like audio settings, it'll be like a drop down menu. Instead of default built in, it'd be on your computer. Tell her how well, to do like, it again. I kind of feel like it's on her <laughs> end. But otherwise, if you... I'm, I'm not doing anything different than I normally do, so this wouldn't make much sense. What was that? She had her own theme music now. Ooh. Okay, how about... That. Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah. There. Oh, much better. That was a lot better. What was that all about, Andy? I just had to... I cranked the gain up after the fact. I'm going to have to put it way down to put the... Because if I play the intro music right now, it'll blow out the speakers. <laughs> so for some reason, StreamYard is just like ultra quiet compared to everything else. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Problem oh, well. solved. Yay. Oh, well. I haven't anything different, and we've been on this for like a year now, StreamYard, right? Well, I'm... We're in Florida right now, so I'm running this off my laptop. Yeah, things are... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I have a question for Kristen. Okay. Do you know anything about the okay. show Dance Monsters? You know, someone was just telling me about it. It's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix, and Fawn discovered it, and she was like, oh, watch this show with me for a little bit, and I am so confused how they run this show. Someone just dropped into my DMs and said, are you <clears throat> watching it? And I feel like this is one of those shows that's, like, catching on a slow burn, um, yeah. and people are just starting to catch on to it. It has it didn't show up on my algorithm at all, and okay. I didn't really hear anything about it. But oh, okay. it's a competition show. I see what it is. Yeah, um, oh, it's basically capitalizing on the new trend of VTubers. Yeah. They call them, which is yeah, so okay. basically so, what people do on Twitch is they'll stream themselves playing games, and they've been doing that for ages. But the new thing is VTubers, which somehow they have a camera pointing at them. But then they'll have like a software which replaces their image with like a picture of like an anime girl or something. Oh, and then they God. pretend to be that anime girl. That's the thing. Oh, it's yeah, so gross. Dance and I hate monsters. It. But, but it's like Mass Singer or Mass Dancer. Yes. Dance Monsters is basically the dance version of that. They're replacing themselves with animated characters and then dancing. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, like the Masked Singer or Mass Dancer. But it's not. They're in like those CGI. They're in mocap suits, yeah. Behind the stage, mm -hmm. and then 
when you're watching it, they're animated characters dancing. Right. But the people are controlling them with the suits. But what are the judges in the audience watching? They're seeing the monsters just like you. They are? Yeah, the idea is that you're not judging the human, you're judging just yes. the movement. So the monsters are projected on a screen. I'm, it's I confusing it's to me screen. because as you're yeah. watching it, it's like it's on a stage and there are people dancing behind these monsters that are animated. So right. I'm like, how is right. this so working? Right, you're able to watch it on the screen most likely while yeah. it happens. Yeah. Which happens a lot. They, they utilize video screens more on dance competition shows than people realize. The yeah. audience half the time is watching tapes stuff like yep. if you watch dance with stars even like the opening number pre-taped so the audience is watching it the in studio oh. audience is watching it taped too it's it's oh, such okay. a trick utilized often so adding cgi to this is probably super easy okay got it i know because fawn was trying to describe it to me oh and she's six and a half years old and i was like okay i'm glad you I understand because it. <laughs> <laughs> it i don't <laughs> yeah Yep. Okay. Well, the winner was announced or whatever. I don't know. They just watched the last episode on whatever the last snow day was. They were very excited about Dance Monsters. I don't know. It's cute. Yeah. Someone said, oh, go and check it out. I think because one of their neighbors was on the show and I was like, oh, okay, I'll have to watch it. So I just got back from Florida myself, so I haven't had a chance to watch it. Oh, yeah. It's sweet. It's very, you know, it's like you said, like mass dancer, mass singer, like all the same. This is Same great. Kind of Everybody's going to Florida, and I'm sitting here looking like uh, Scarface Al Capone. I'm this not is going great. To Florida. This is wonderful. Way to go, Ralph. I'm back from Florida. <laughs> Are, how is? I, did you just get moles removed, Tom? Too? No, I got uh, cancer removed. Melanoma. You had melanoma. Oh, yep. No. It's all gone though. So we're good. Yep. Good. Yes. Oh, so it couldn't get any worse, I guess. So it's good that no, you had it's, it there. You no, know, it's just that. No, it's but it's just so hard in Florida. I know living in California because I am someone. I go every six months for a mole check, so I understand. Yeah, but yep. I have to wear a hat everywhere I go just because the sun is so strong. Yep. Well, I'm thinking of getting a fedora now because if I got my scar face with the fedora, I'll look just like Al Capone. It'll be wonderful. Just like you him. should. I just want to tell everyone too. This is so. I just had a mole removed. It it was you know sort of in that could had the potential to become cancerous mole removed mm -hmm. um but it was behind my ear and i oh. if i haven't worn a hat i put my hair up in a ponytail and you don't think to put sunblock sometimes behind your ears so mm -hmm. just as ward warning to everyone don't forget yeah. see what i want to get is have you ever seen in movies where like they're government agents who deal with you know like toxic stuff so what they'll do is they'll go into an airlock and then they'll get sprayed down by this disinfectant stuff I want that, mm -hmm. but for sunscreen. There you go. <laughs> or, going on. or you could do like they do in New Zealand where they do the, they take the sheep and then to keep the ticks off them, they put them through a sheep dip, which is sheep uh, dip, yeah. a medication to, or a rejection or something to keep the animal, uh, the ticks off them. They take the, they, they go in, they yep. wade them yes, down into do. a tank and they're just their head. They're swimming through this tank and their head's above. Then they have this big stick and they just shove their head underneath the water. <laughs> it gets all over their head too. That's what you need. Do that with sunscreen. You, you walk through and then, you know, uh, Melissa could just have a big stick and shove your head. Yeah, you'd have water. to do it every two hours though. Oh, here's an idea. So they already put fluoride in the water for our teeth why don't they put sunscreen in our water so when you take yeah. a shower you're all sunscreened up See? i would love oh, that there you go no problem up. just got to get sunscreen that you can drink just buy upf clothes and don't worry about it i have a question for you is there any spray suntan lotion that works 
They all work. It's it the they question work. is whether they're or not just, they're good for you. Yeah, yeah. And also a lot you have of to reapply too. If you're not reapplying, that is oh, the okay. issue. A lot yeah. of spray sunscreens are really bad for the environment in your lungs. And your lungs, well, they yes. And yes. Your lungs. They have nanoparticles. Yes, you're breathing it in. Yeah. Well, you just hold your breath when you do it. Yeah, hold your True. breath when you do it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. I don't want to breathe that in. But the person but, next to you, they can hold their breath too. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Everybody in the, the block area, please hold Nobody your breath. breathe. <laughs> it is true. So, Kristen, what's the, what's going on in Hollywood we should know about? Well, the big news today is, you know, Disney's talking about the ouster and revealing more about the ouster of Bob Chapek. No, oh, Do you good. know how much he was paid to go away? No. Over $20 God, he, million. Dollars. Oh, he destroyed God, that company I want a almost. job where people pay me to go away. Yeah, Disney's not in good please, shape right please. now. Pay me to go away, people. Yeah. I'm like, I'll go away for 24. I'll go away for like 10 million. Come on, I, I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll go away for 10 bucks. You know, I don't. Yeah. Bucks, I don't need good. a lot. Just that's good. Yeah. Happy to leave. <laughs> so what? What did they say about him? Just... Oh, go ahead. What did they say about him? He was just a complete disaster, wasn't he? Really woke and everything. I, the woke has like literally nothing to do with it, in in that oh. they just handled that situation wrong. Because what he did was. He wasn't listening to his employees, and then at the same time, he, they felt like he was like leaning right into DeSantis. Obviously, that you know turned into a, a huge political fight because of what you know DeSantis wanted for the state, and then of course all the tax ramifications. It right. just was really a mess, and I think it could have been handled a lot easier and still sidestepped a lot of the political issues with all of that. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. But I think the real issue, and this is, it was interesting because I finally kind of experienced it myself. I went to Epcot last week 
and just got a feel for the app and Genie Plus and what Ugh. you need to pay for and everything else. Hate and it. what's crazy about all of this is that the group I went with, um, we paid for the Genie Plus. It was only seventeen dollars that way. It's surge pricing, by the way. So if you're if you went over the holidays, it was like thirty bucks. Yeah. But I had a friend who went to Epcot that same day, did not pay for Genie Plus. They got on about four rides all day where we were just powering through as much as possible. But you have to strategize. And I'm like, is this fun to strategize an amusement park? You know? Right. Oh, you definitely have to like, you have to. Yep. Uh, yeah. Disney is all about planning. If you don't plan your day, you'll you're, you'll be lucky to see, sit through three or four rides through the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and you're paying so much. And I think that is the other thing because I grew up in Massachusetts. We went to, down to Disney almost once a year, at least for a week's vacation, because it was really affordable at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I Different can't imagine world. what a family of four does now to do like a week's long vacation. That's like a once in a lifetime experience. For oh, most I know. I have a friend with six kids and she's like, oh, we're going to do a two week road trip, like take a couple days to get Ooh. down to Disney and then stay in a house. And I was like, you're going to end up spending because she has six kids. It's a family of eight. I'm like, you're going to over because they're doing five full days at Disney. Wasn't it $1,600 a day for in, It's 200 bucks a person. Now, can she, yeah. can she like, sneak them in spending, somehow? I'm like, you're going to spend like man, $8,000. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, and explaining to my mom, like, you need to download this app and your ticket needs to be on this. And like, it yeah. was, I mean, I managed to put everything on my app and controlled most of it during the day. Yeah. But it was like. She understands technology, but she's like, what do people do if they don't own a smartphone? I'm like, I don't I know. know. I mean, I know you can get a paper ticket, but you still can't navigate the park the way you need to. No. The fast yep. pass was it. so much better. Yep. Great. Maybe they it need was. to bring back the e-tickets. Bring back the, the graded <laughs> tickets and the ticket books. What well, is it? The double e-ride was like the best or the yeah. tickets or whatever? Uh, and, That's and, right. And, and you got a stack and you got whole bunch of A's and then you know, like three or four E's and whatever. Well, yeah. Catherine will tell you this. I worked for Bob Iger for 20 years and was the 20, the happiest 20 years yeah, of my career they so were, far. That was a great company to work for at, that, at anything, the time. Mm-hmm. You needed anything. Iger said, you got it. Not a problem. It was unbelievable. God, it was wonderful working for Disney. And well, now they're having a hard time a getting people to work in the parks. And at one time, <laughs> if you had a job at the park in any sort of entertainment industry, it or or hospitality, it was like a ticket for a great job afterwards. And now I don't even know; they can't even get enough yeah, people to a, work there. There's a princess shortage right now. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, like, you know, and it's been interesting if you watch. There's been some reports just talking about how little they pay their cast members, and how I, it's a high number too. It's it's something like ten percent of their employees are living in their cars. Or are homeless and ooh, coming to work, and that's ooh. where they shower because they are paid so little. But what? it's still like a good job in Florida. So, they, uh, it, it, yeah, it's kind of shocking when you like think about that. Well, it used, I know yeah, somebody, it used to be people just would fight for those jobs because, like I said, it was a stepping stone. It was like having Disney on your resume was huge. But now, well, it's, even for a dancer, like yeah. coming out of high school or college. Getting a dance to be one of the kids of the kingdom was a cushy job. And then maybe you go to Broadway or do something like that. Right. Nobody wants to do the Disney jobs anymore because they pay so little even for performers. Huh. Interesting. And they're under union contracts, but they're just so low paying. Well, how point. are they it's justifying all of these price increases with 
that? I don't understand. You got me because honestly, we had a great day at Epcot. However, all of us said, and there were four of us all together, all adults, we weren't even taking kids around or anything. We all said one day is plenty. We would not want it like the next day. Did we want to go to the park? No, we would have taken a day off kind of situation because it's just, it's not relaxing. And I think it, it oh, used yeah. to be just something different and it, it just, yeah. it feels different. Yeah. Even though I love Epcot, I love the park. I was like, great. And I have to go back at the end of March to Florida and we're like, we'll do one park one day. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what, when we go, we always do one park and then a pool day and then another park and then we're done. I'm like, I can't imagine Perfect. my friend with her six kids. They're doing a park for five days every single day. I'm like, that Ooh. sounds horrendous. I'd be crying. You need a vacation. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's way too stressful now. And you, Everything is about buying stuff. I, you can, yeah, you can get into all the rides if you pay uh, something like four hundred dollars a person for a personal attendant to take you in front of the crowds. It's just everything is about money now. Yeah, it is. It's gotten to be ridiculous, and the food in the Magic Kingdom Magic is Kingdom. so bad. It's, it's so bad, and it's so it's... expensive. And you look forward to sitting down and having a meal in an air-conditioned place and it being quiet and taking a little respite from the park, and you get this salty, gross food that's 60 bucks <laughs> for a hamburger. You're like, Ugh, it's horrible. That's one of the reasons we went to Epcot, because we knew like at World Showcase, where all the countries, we could get a oh, decent food. You can get oh, really good food at Epcot. Did you, go to Ratat- Did you do the Ratatouille ride? We did. It was so much fun. It's the best. <laughs> we did Guardians of the Galaxy, which was amazing, um, which is their newer ride. We had a great meal in Mexico, which was the one that's on the lagoon, that restaurant. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. yeah. You could like oh, – had the window seat. It was beautiful. Saw the fireworks. Like it was a really good day, but – if my mom had been navigating this alone with her boyfriend, they would have been on two rides, you know, where I was like, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to go here. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Back in 2003, the Simpsons made fun of Disney World food being expensive. Uh, the uh, 2003? 2003. The uh, hilarious inflated price that they gave back then was $14. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't even buy a hamburger at Smashburger for less than no, $14. No, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Unbelievable. That is amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's really too bad. I, I, I think they're going to... I think they're building an obsolescence or something in the park. I think they're going to ruin it. I think they have ruined it. Whoa. I think that they have. I think a lot of people will... Just not go. And it's so much easier to go to Universal Studios, which is a big rival in Orlando. Smaller rival here in Southern California because it's a smaller park in comparison. But I know I have a lot of friends who ditched their Disney annual passes and said, you know, it's so much easier for me to just do a Universal City pass for the year. Yeah, well, I don't I, I don't know what World. they're thinking. And maybe with new management, they're going to turn this around. But I don't. Once you raise prices like that, they don't lower prices ever. Correct. And they're seeing profits. So, you know, which offset everything else that was happening with the Disney Plus subscriptions and everything else. So, But but you have to give the people a reason to go. And being stressed out and broke aren't aren't any reasons to go. No, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. And Uh -uh. then, you know... Kids are in the hot sun all day, waiting in line. And, th- and that's the thing. You've already paid over. If you just go for one day, I think we paid 136 for our ticket for a one-day, one-park pass. But 
you know, we added, obviously we added the Genie Plus. If you add the Lightning Lanes, that's, you're getting into, all of a sudden it's $200 if you, if you did all the Lightning Lanes and everything right. together. Without food. Right. Yeah, we haven't even eaten yet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. I love going to Disney World. You guys are ruining it for me. <laughs> well, it's getting harder and harder to like it. But you're never, you know, Alex and myself, we do all that planning behind the scenes stuff. It's like call three months in advance for a reservation at, you know, 12.05 a.m. so that you can get in and it has and it, to well, be. Well, then it's like uh, we were trying to make our reservations for food because we're going in March. And it was like I could make reservations on my app, but then mom couldn't get yeah. any on hers. Yeah. So I working. had the availability and then a bunch of people already had booked out we were going to go to this one restaurant but it was already full already because gone. we didn't realize that i was going to be able to get access earlier than we were it was just like oh my yeah. god and then you find out that sometimes some of the restaurants just open up way earlier than they're supposed to so you have to just constantly be checking to see if you and and a lot of times it's like maybe at friday you know in four months from now i don't really want to go to that restaurant uh, you know well, i don't always know what i want to do the thing about disney is you just have to which if it's a thing that you're going to do like once in your life or twice in your life with your family, then yes, it's kind of hard because it's like you want to go to these specific restaurants right, and these specific right. things. So you put so much energy into doing it. Mm-hmm. But with us, we are fortunate and get to go a lot. And so for us, it's kind of like, oh, we didn't get in, whatever. It's fine. Like this place is good, too. Yeah, because you, you go know. every year. I feel like you kind yeah. of have to block out like a full week. If you have a kid who wants to see things and won't take no for an answer. It's like, you know, if you've got a kid who's like, you know, super (laughs) into this one, you know, franchise and they really, really want to go do that specific ride, there's a good chance on any given day you're not going to be able to get into that ride unless you're willing to wait for three hours in line. Yeah. So you have to have multiple days to be able to give it a go and say like, okay, maybe tomorrow... We can actually get on this ride and, you know, oh, you before 9 Wake up yeah, early I'm, and hightail it to the special ride. Yeah. It's the only I'm way to do it. I'm interested to see. Well, sorry, like, Ethan, that's not happening. <laughs> no. Not I want to see father, Buzz Lightyear. Nope. Too bad. Aww. Well, Buzz Lightyear, that ride's going away. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. yeah. They're changing it to Getting rid of it, huh? Well, it was always away? broken anyway. The, the Buzz, Buzz Lightyear one. Buzz Lightyear. The last the master or whatever. It's always yeah. broken. Yeah. Yeah. Small world broken. It's been broken. I mean, it's a small years. world's worth going into if it's broken. We didn't it's do like, a small world last time. <laughs> oh, I don't, I've never We did Peter Pan. That took like two hours to get on. Yeah, and then I'm pretty no, sure they had to stop it. No, it didn't even take that long it. to get on. It was just the line was a thousand miles long because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, because you had to be six yeah, feet away, and they COVID shut down a, stores. It wasn't and, a great time. No. to go there. No, no it, was it was not. Well, we thought that the park would be kind of empty. No, because of no, COVID. It was not. But no, no, everyone had the same. It was misery. <laughs> it was yeah. a misery. I know. Yeah, I'm interested to see like as my kids get older, because right now they're still so young. They don't, you know, like. If they get into Harry Potter, will they want to do? I mean, they're obviously going to want to do the Harry Potter thing, and that mm-hmm. thing's a racket because you have to buy a ticket to the Islands of Adventure, yep. which is in another park. Mm-hmm. So you have to buy a ticket to the park itself, and then the specific Islands of Adventure area where Harry Potter is. Yeah, we went to uh, the pub, whatever the hell it was called. Uh, the we butter got, beer. Yeah, the butter beer was not what I was expecting at all. It tastes like, it's like butterscotch. Yeah, it's like yeah. liquid butterscotch. I mean, I was expecting I was liquid butterscotch, but I was expecting it to be like kind of thick almost, like a dessert beverage. <laughs> but it was more like <clears throat> butterscotch flavored soda. 
which was like yeah, it was like root eh. beer, cream soda, butter beer, kind yeah. of on the same lines. So, yep. so how long is it going to take for all these high prices to cut down on crowds? Because even though the prices are high, people are still flocking in there. There's giant crowds and giant lines. So it I know make it's lo- weird, isn't it? Well, and it's interesting. And people are complaining about it, but they're still paying it, and that's yep. the demand yep. is still there. So until yep. demand goes down, which it's not. They're not going to do anything about it. I, you know, everyone's like, oh, he, I'm sure that Bob Iger's going to get rid of that Genie Plus system. I'm like, no, he's not. It's working. It's making him so much money. Yeah, tons of money. I mean, money, I money, think money. that Disney World should be something that you go to like a few times in your life because it's more special that way. I don't know. People Honestly, who go there I'm like too. every two months, I just, I don't know. Yeah. That's so much. Yeah. I well, I have the um, pass. I I loved it, honestly, because I was able to, you know, before Cars Land was built, that's, it was easier to get into Disneyland. Once they built Cars Land, it got crazy, but it was nice because I'd meet up with other friends. We'd go to dinner, ride a couple rides, go home. And it was kind of like a fun Friday night thing to do. Yeah. But once Cars Land was built, it became impossible. And it was just like a throng of like strollers and people and crowds. Strollers. And it was like, <laughs> a lot strollers. of strollers. People with their... Disneyland is a fraction of the footprint of Disney World. Like Epcot, yes. I was like, oh, oh God, so yeah. Out. Yeah, so, so I just stopped because <clears throat> I'm like, this is not enjoyable. So now I only go when I'm invited. So if someone wants to invite me to Club 33 and do that for the day, oh, that's positive. Club 33. Or if a cast member is like, because I, I have a couple friends who are cast members, I never ask. But if they invite me, I go because it's free. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at with Disneyland. My favorite thing in dr- Disney World is when people have their 23-year-old kids in the stroller. <laughs> I know. It's like... Mom, I forgot to shave. Get me out of the stroller. Wait, that's an actual thing? That's not a joke? <laughs> no, not 23. Not, not 23. 12-year-old. <laughs> like yeah, 12-year-old kids. Oh, yeah. I've, I've never been to Land or World. Yeah. It, it just sounds like such a hassle. It's a major hassle. Like, go... Uh, my, I may my be advice, a about it, but... My advice is to go 30 years ago. <laughs> if you can do right, that, I'll get right on that. Thank sure you. If you can manage you that, yes. then definitely go. Yeah. No, but you got you know, the, the other Ratatouille go, ride is worth it. I went the day before it reopened after the pandemic closure, so I went with a cast member, and it was fabulous because it was only fifteen percent. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, oh, that amazing. would be awesome. Oh, oh yeah, best time ever at Disney World 20, is when it's pouring rain. Yeah, yeah. terrible weather is good. Twenty-three mm-hmm. rides in one day. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I'm surprised they even have the rides running for that kind of capacity. They have to. If the park's open, the park's open. Yeah, and what they did was they had half the cast members work one day, and the other half would attend, and then the next day they swapped places. So I went to the very last day, and then the next day it reopened to the public. But it was the most perfect Disney day. That must have been fantastic. See, you just can't compare a crowded holiday day at disney to something like that no no it's not even i mean maybe i just didn't notice because i I was a kid but i i don't feel like the crowds were that bad when we were kids i mean you would know they've always been bad really yeah even as bad as it was when we went a couple years ago yeah we've waited hours for things oh yeah i don't remember that Mm mm-hmm well, there you go. The, go when you're a kid. That's the best time to go. <laughs> yes, yeah, go when you're a kid. Yeah, when your parents are paying ago. for yeah, everything. When your parents and are paying, when you don't have to plants. worry about the logistics. You just follow <laughs> yeah, them around. You just get to enjoy it. And the sole well, purpose of the I'm trip is to, to make the kids happy. I'm trying to look back on your old Disney photos, too, because I'm sure a lot of you you know, remember when the characters just roamed the park. And yeah. Yeah, they don't really yeah, do that much cool. anymore. No. They can't for safety. No. They make appearances. Safety. 
Yeah, because a lot of them will get like pummeled because people are terrible to the characters. Mm. Oh, yeah, that does happen. Someone's got a hit out on Goofy. They get, honestly, some of them get sexually harassed. Goofy's been asking a lot of questions lately. You would be shocked how many people get sexually harassed dressed as a character. What? Really? I honestly feel like they should just, like, if you're over the age of, like, 15, you have to have a parent. And if you're, wait, no. If you're over the age of 15, you have to have, like, a relative with you, an underage relative, to get into the park. There you go. (laughs) But I was laughing when I was at Epcot. They had, like, Winnie the Pooh just, like, wandering around a fenced-in field, and he was just, like, chasing, looking for... (laughs) Oh, yes, chasing butterflies. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and he'd yeah, wave. it was so cute, actually. But I also was like, "Stay safe, Pooh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you got this, Pooh. Yeah, that sounds like like a cynical th- bit you'd have seen on MTV back then. Winnie the Pooh in a cage. <laughs> it was not in a cage. It was a fenced in. Oh, area. it was a fence. Okay. Yes. He's just in a field. <laughs> a perimeter control, nonetheless. <laughs> it's right outside of the Figment ride. Is where Winnie the Pooh rolls yeah. around and catches Ignore the clothes. automated turrets on the outside of his enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is free. Electrical. I promise you. Yeah. What can Honestly, you imagine God, being I do remember. This? I remember Catherine about forty years ago. You and I went to Disney World together for the first time, mm-hmm. and it was cold. It was so we had cold. The entire park to ourselves. Yeah. Well, there Floridians think fifty else. is cold. No, it, we. Oh, yeah. You could see yeah. your breath. We oh, had wow. we had yeah, to have yeah, hats that's... and gloves and everything, and we went. We went. We got. We got off the haunted mansion ride and went right back on it like five times. hundred <laughs> percent, the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, great. I guess yeah. If it ever gets well, a We're couple like, days ago, fantastic. couple days ago, there was like a 32 degree wind chill here. So yep. that would have been the perfect day to yeah, go to Disney World. Get in the car and oh, go yes. up there. As Minnesotans, right, we can Kristen, handle it. We got one minute left. What else you got for us, sister? <laughs> After we've just trashed Chapik and his entire Disney. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, deserves it. Leadership. Not- well, one thing I think because uh, I'm in the midst of uh, award show season right now. SAG Awards are moving to Netflix. And just, you know, we've talked a lot about trends in TV. This is the first major award show to move to streaming. And I think that this is going to be the sign of things to come. I think we're going to see Golden Globes didn't do well a couple of weeks ago. I think right. you know, we'll probably see them shift maybe just six, stroll, uh, solely to Peacock or one of the other streaming networks and off of NBC for good. And I, I think that this is the best place for them because it's such a niche audience now. The audience yes, that wants to yep. watch it will watch it without it affecting the ratings on broadcast TV. So I think that that's kind of like a major trend that we're going to start seeing here in 2023. Yep, I think that makes total sense, as a matter of fact. You know, when I stopped watching the uh, Oscars? When was that? The, about two days after I met Catherine Brandt because she walked into the living room. I'm watching TV, watching the Oscars. She goes, the hell are you watching that crap for? <laughs> and I haven't watched it ever since. I will never forget that. Well, Hold she it. was not a fan. It's I do remember. Just that. Never one to mince words, Catherine. No. <laughs> no. I try to be diplomatic, but it just doesn't work. Uh huh. All right, that's going to do it. Kristen, thank you very much. Of course. See you next week. We'll see you next week. We'll see everybody tomorrow with the family.